close those curtains, light some candles, and have your crystals surround you. It's a very merry mystical episode with guest Kristen Smith as we talk about ghosts, spirit guides, and the mysterious Camp Chesterfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a wonderful episode of the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities Presents the Hometown Haunts Podcast. I am your host, Kat Clogo, and tonight with me in the shadows, but not for too long, are Jen Kohler and Christina Wald. You can fo- follow us on social media. Wow. Social media. There we go. At Sin Cabinet Curio on Twitter, at Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram, and also we love to hear your own hometown haunts spooky stories creepy cryptids and fun local history and you can write to us at hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com also come join our facebook group hometown haunts where people share their spooky stories just like you and there's spooky love everywhere we are an official podcast that can be heard wherever you listen to podcasts find us by searching cincinnati cabinet of curiosities and that is c-i-n-c-i-n-n-a-t-i cabinet of curiosities please rate and review us there so other spooky history lovers just like yourself can find us link in the show notes thank you christina congratulations cincinnati Bengals, on your win against the kansas city chiefs this may be why we're kind of scattered sounding tonight. You are going to the superb owl. I mean, super bowl. As of this recording, we don't know who you're playing against. Could it be the 49ers again? On our own show notes, we have our show news. We have Kickstarter information. We have all the merch, all the books, and they are signed except for, for my little Hancock. And we are mailing them this week. We'll be doing a packing party later this week, actually. Uh, we also have an open call for submissions for the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosity's third comic anthology. We have the locations. They are the Darby Lee Cemetery in Mount St. Joseph, Ohio, the Witch Hill in Alexandria, Kentucky, the Delta Queen's Resident Ghosts, the Trenton Hatchet Man of Trenton, Ohio, the Oxford Light of Oxford, Ohio, and the Allendale Train Tunnel of Ellesmere, Kentucky. If you or anyone you know who is interested in participating in this year's comics comics anthology, proposals are open. They've been open since January 19th, and they run until February 28th, 2022. We are looking for those who are both an artist and writer or an artist and writer team who live or have connections to the Cincinnati metro area, that being Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky, Southern Indiana, or Southwest Ohio regions. Uh, region. Uh, every proposal should be for a comic that is about three to six pages in length with a character setting and plot summary. Sample art is also wonderful. Please also link to your social media accounts or portfolio. Submissions also to be noted should be be PG-13 or lighter with no not safe for work content, body horror or gore. Because we have a lot of kids who read this <laughs> there is a pay posi- these are all pay positions and we pay competitive page rates you can find the proposal submission on our website cincycuriosities.com 
And last but not least, you can hear me, Kat, speak at the University of Cincinnati Coming University on March 15th, 2022 from 6.30 to 8 p.m. The cost is $39. The link will be in the show notes, but that price includes that hour and a half of wonderful storytelling by myself and two copies of, uh, well, a copy each of issue one and two of the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities. Also, because I have a tiny tot at home, I do request that everyone wear a mask during the entirety of the talk. And because he's yet to be vaccinated and trying to stop Omicron. So, okay, not last but not least, absolutely last uh, of our announcements is please vote for the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities Hometown Haunts podcast as a write-in candidate for city beats best of cincinnati 2022 uh doing so will help support the podcast and the project in addition to letting the region know about the podcast it is part of the city life area of the polls and uh that that's it for our show notes our show news i don't know why i keep wanting to say it's notes but yeah we've got a lot going on and a lot for everybody to participate in so that's wonderful so on to tonight's show I have Kristen to introduce. Kristen Smith lives in Indianapolis, but will forgive her with her husband, Ryan, and her three calico fur babies, Princess Tiger Lily, the beautiful Annabelle Lee, and Duchess Sophia Tolstoy Alexandrovic. She is a woman of many talents. She holds an associate's degree in surgical sciences, has a medical training in health insurance, and is a paramedic. Ooh, yay! She has also worked as at the Navistar Foundry in Indianapolis as a paramedic and for the last four years has worked in surgery with her specialty being cancer reconstruction. She's also studied and developed her mediumship at Camp Chesterfield in Indiana. I have so many questions about that in the entire process. So welcome to the show, everyone. Everyone come back. Hello, fellow Hoosier. It, it's... <laughs> I'm originally from Mishawaka, Indiana. So I, I okay. say the Indianapolis dig with Hoosier love. Right. That's okay. I don't take it personally because I am not a Hoosier. No. So <laughs> I'm a transplant. <laughs> I go the same way. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. originally a Buckeye, but here I am. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I am fascinated by Camp Chesterfield and your work with mediumship there. Uh, Jen has talked about your spirit guides on and off throughout the history of this podcast. So many questions. And you have you see ghosts too, which makes me incredibly happy. Forgot to include that Christine is my best friend and we've known each other for over 20 years. And yes. that's how she has been introduced to Kat and Christina. Yes, that is very true. Yes. yes. And that's she great. is totally like Jen. Mm-hmm. why are you on the show <laughs> doing this with these two girls she can't even make a she can't even form a sentence anyway oh, <laughs> oh. who day <Hey>. anyway <laughs> so <laughs> chris I, I hear you have a very good first ghost encounter story um i guess so um that i to me, it was just par for the course. Um, I didn't know any differently. So when I have relayed it, um, you know, Jen was just like, oh, my God, that is amazing. Um, Goosebumps so, the first time she told me. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, it was interesting. Actually, I was 
uh, right before the podcast, I actually was looking online um, at like the location where I had that first encounter um, and where it was and like the house and, and things like that. So um, yeah, I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And you know, the, the, actually the house has been torn down. It's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm just like, Oh, that is so cool. Like I have very fond memories of, I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi or just outside of Jackson. Um, okay. And so I am a Southern girl by heart um, <laughs> and I can go right back into my accent like that, whether I'm really upset or really, really tired, as oh, Jen wow. will tell you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, you want me to tell you the story? Okay, so um, I, we were talking back and forth. I, I think I was actually like five, but maybe six, like somewhere in between there. Um, and I had gone to bed. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night. Um which was not normal at that time. Um, as a child, I, I slept soundly. Um, but I woke up and um, I, you know, do what those kids do. You kind of like, you sit up in bed, but your legs are still out at like that right angle. Um, and so I, I had them out there and there was a woman, a lady, young lady sitting on the edge, edge of my bed, the corner of it. Um, and, you know, I could kind of see through her, And, um, you know, and I just kind of looked at her and I was like, well, hello, (laughs) you know, and um, I was like, are you okay?" Because I saw that she she had um, a head wound on her right side um, and I was looking at her from my left side and I said, are you okay?" And she put her hand on my foot and said, I'm fine. Tell your mother, thank you. And I was like, are you sure you're okay? <laughs> um, and she and she just smiled very lovingly at me and said, tell your mother, thank you. And, and you go mm-hmm. back to sleep. And she just literally told me, go back to sleep now. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I laid down. I went back to sleep. Um, the next morning at breakfast, um, I, you know, my brother and I are sitting there eating cereal and, you know, my dad's to work. And my mom's like rushing around the kitchen. And I knew she didn't, my mom just seemed off. I, you know, I'm a kid. I don't know. And, um, I said, Oh mom, the, the lady from last night, I guess I said, she said to tell you, thank you. And my mom just stopped and she said, what? And I said, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as a mom, <laughs> I said, yeah. And I'm just, just still eating my cereal. And I was like, yeah, she said to say thank you. And like my mom dropped something in the sink mm-hmm. and turned around and looked at me and she was like, I don't know what you're talking about and started to like argue with me. And I, I remember I like slammed my hand down with my spoon on the counter and I said, yes, she was there last night. And I was like, and she said to tell you, thank you. And I don't know what that means. (laughs) You know, just very innocent as a child. And my mom, like she sat down um, and she just went completely bleach white and I never really knew what really happened. Um, Like until a little while later, I overheard my mother and father talking and my mom was like shaken completely. She's like, she saw this girl and she died last night and you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, fast forward to, I don't even know how long it was when I finally pieced together or realized or was told it was um, 
a young lady who was jogging on the main road, which is kind of like a country road. Mm -hmm. And um, she was, she was struck by a car and it was in hit and run. And, um, and yeah, my mom ran out, she heard it. She ran out to go help her, um, was doing CPR. Um, it was doing all that stuff. So, Mm -hmm. but she pretty much was, you know, just immediately dead um, when she got hit. So yeah, it was heartbreaking. Um, you just big head trauma with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So was it, was your mom also in the medical profession? Yes, actually. Um, my mom, uh, was a CNA. Um, so yeah, she, she knew she's been a caregiver. Um, at that point she was actually running the daycare out of the house. Um, so, you know, and I remember that kids weren't coming over that day. Um, so I don't remember if it was like a weekend or like she had called them off for the day cause she was still upset by it, but I, I don't remember, but yeah, they weren't there that day. No. Yeah. What wow. does a CNA stand for? A certified nursing assistant. So okay. she actually worked in a nursing home and, you know, had a set of patients and mm-hmm. helped them with all their daily routines and such. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is a stunning and very spooky first encounter. It sounds very similar to an encounter I've had before. I think I've talked about oh. it on the show. So I'm sitting there like, yeah, that sounds a lot like a few different encounters I've had, like shades of two. But yeah. it, it, it's it always is fun when the dead give you a message to tell to a living person and you're just like, I'm trying to decode this the best I can. They literally just said, I'm okay. And then they just disappeared. And I don't know what to say. This is literally <laughs> it. And you're like, believe me, please, a dead person, talk to me. So, yeah. I'm not insane, I promise. Um, there's no <laughs> gas leaks happening. Right, Everything yeah. is shielded. The electric is fine. It's just yeah, they just popped into my room and sat on my bed and said everything was fine at 3.30 yeah. in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, But, you know, just the, that was my first experience in my encounter. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, it was years, years later before I really actually like allowed my like consciousness put that together. And because mm-hmm. I was, um, you know, I grew up in a very, very religious household. So I remember going to Sunday school and we were talking about the Holy Spirit and, you know, Jesus did this. And, and, um, and so I was like, oh yeah, I had, I had a ghost in my house, you know, and it's suddenly the Holy Ghost becomes a whole lot cooler when you can see them. You're just (laughs) like, man, I totally get it. Like it just, it terrifies the crap out of everybody else, yes. you know, and I specifically remember, you know, we're sitting on a basement floor. Um, well, you know, like Sunday school's going on and church's going on upstairs. And the teacher was just like, I need you not to, it's, you know, it's a sin to lie. And I'm like, I'm not lying. Yeah. And it was awful. It was so traumatizing. So I blocked it out for years. I only um, laugh because I highly identify with everything you're saying and live through similar situations. Hello, very. Christian church camp every single year through middle school and high school. Yes. Jen, yes, are you dying? Yes. I'm <laughs> loving this. I knew you guys would get along. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, 
it's sad, but it's very, very true. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I've had my bouts where I've been like magnetized back towards it. I've been pulled towards it. I've been pushed towards it almost Mm -hmm. literally actually at one point, um, metaphysically. Yes. Um, multiple different experiences. I don't know, Jen, if you've told them about when we went to, um, Mansfield reformatory, um, She's only that, hinted at us. She's like, I've maybe. been reformatory once. I'm like, well, how was it? Yeah, it was okay. I have never, ex- I did oh. never, didn't experience anything there. I was there to take pictures. Mm-hmm. I dragged her along. At the time, I did not know fully that she could see and feel those things because she never told me. So how many arms <laughs> came out of the cells and grabbed you? <laughs> me or her? Uh, you, Somebody grabbed Not me? Not Jen. Oh, yeah. The boys are very frisky there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely are. Especially the one that was in the, um, that hung himself in the downstairs, um, well, the shower house. The whole, yeah. Yeah, that. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually, Jen, I don't know if you remember, we were on the second tier and you were going down the cell block and I was like, I don't want to go down there. And you're like, well, I'm going down there. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not going down there. Yep. And um, I, so I was standing there pitch black, dark. And then as like, I see like them going further away with the flashlights. And I'm like, I'm by myself. This was mm-hmm. not a smart idea. No. Um, <laughs> no. And I, I had, you know, instantly I had three, three different spirits come up and, you know, literally shoved me. Um, Mm -hmm. I had another one scream in my ear. Um, and Mm -hmm. I had another one pull and yank on my hair. I haven't had that one happen. Yeah. It was not fun. I've had that happen two different times, but, um, yeah, I'm like, you don't get to touch. No, no, no. So especially the hair. yeah, Yeah. Especially don't touch the hair. Um, and so I, beat feet and ran up the staircase and mm-hmm. so I was like she'll find me she's fine um <laughs> so I I got to to like where there was actually like light yeah the um, bullpen yeah I was like I oh, okay. I remember you were a little freaked out at one point and we were sitting in the main room that was the cafeteria or something yeah. that mm-hmm. split the yeah. off um yeah. that held the cell blocks together and you're like, I just need a break. But yeah, you you never open. told me why. And did we go twice or just once? I've only been once. Okay. Yeah, I think you went with somebody else, though. I went with my roommate from college, Jamie. So maybe mm-hmm. I've only been twice total. I can't remember. Yeah. But Jamie and I didn't have really any experiences. I felt a tap on my shoulder once, but I'm like, I don't think that's anything. And it then I showed you my, my dust ball pictures yes that were orbs Mm -hmm. um and then there was one room we were in and it was in the living quarters okay i did see a shadow person on screen because there happened to be a ghost hunting team there Mm -hmm. that was with christine (laughs) and i didn't see anything like in person but i saw something walking across the screen yeah and then when i went with jamie this was also in the uh, the the living quarters. I was trying to take a picture of the room, mm-hmm. and my camera just would not work. Was and it was fine a, the rest of the night. And was before this a that, center room in the officers' quarters that had like little to no windows? No, it had windows. 
But it was, the room, I can't, I can't remember. It might've been one of the offices, but it was towards the front. Yeah. Those the are building. the officer's quarters. Yeah. yeah. So the room that the ghost hunting team was actually set up in when you and I were there, mm -hmm. that was actually the warden's bedroom mm -hmm. where his, okay. his wife, his wife died mm -hmm. suspiciously of a gunshot wound to the stomach. Um, and that was her that yeah. was outside in the hallway and she, I remember because you could, I could see she was, you know, profile and she was walking past the staircase out in the hallway and she tripped, you know, obviously she tripped the triggers mm -hmm. and um, there she kept walking back and forth very slowly. And then she seemed really agitated. And at the exact same time that she looked directly at the, at the camera and, um, that some shitheads in the back. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, we're meowing through that. There one. we go. Yeah. Um, so there were some people in the back who actually um, were kind of goofing off and not thinking it was anything. Mm -hmm. And the warden shouted at that person and sitting in the chair to get out at the exact same time she was getting agitated and looked at the camera. Yeah. Um, and like all hell broke loose at the same time. <laughs> Did they have all the different REM pods with the different colored lights? Because that's always fun when all hell breaks loose and those are all going off and beeping at the same time. They, and you're just like, it's chaos. It's okay. Just calm down. It's fine. It's um, fine. I don't remember. I mean, it's been a good 15 years. Okay. No, that's before REM pods. Yeah. 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 It was just, um, it, it literally is like, it's when the first like ghost hunting shows really started to yeah. come out. And so they were using that technology, just, you know, basically oh. a, a, you know, a motion sensor. Um, yeah. I know exactly what they were using. EMF yeah. meters and a laser grid. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. see, I didn't, I just saw the shadow on the screen. I had no idea about any of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Christine yeah. never said damn word to me. <laughs> Actually, it's really, this. it's really, it's <laughs> really, Rare. I think her name is Helen Glacky. It was her real, her living name. I, I, I need. I, somebody's going to be yelling at me about that on in their cars. Like, no, it's this. But um, she's she's rare to see, and mm -hmm. she's very obvious because she's one of the few female ghosts that are still on the premises. The others are yeah. two nurses. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's. Yeah, she's rare. You got to see. A rare, rare bird there. Mm -hmm. She was pretty. She was pretty cool. She was pretty mm -hmm. cool. Um, I definitely got the sense that she is very protective. Like because he's still there, mm -hmm. she's not gonna let him rest. Mm -hmm. You know, like she's not making it easy for him. Right. So, Good girl. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I know the entire in. Uh, the sons are still alive. Their their children are still alive. So oh, really? they they have comments on the ghosts haunt people saying that their parents are haunting uh, Mansfield. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head. That can't be easy. No, it's very hard. It's an interesting um, perspective that we. This is a little tangent, but when you're seeing the dead and also doing shows like this, we're talking about ghosts of very real people who have very real families still alive. Yeah. And a lot of times they're um, in denial or they just don't believe that people are seeing their 
parents and that's a legitimate stance to take because yeah who knows maybe we are huffing gas <laughs> and seeing ghosts out in the middle yeah. of a field in gettysburg sure but um yeah. it, it, it's just i i do have a lot of empathy for them because having parent my parents are dead so um yeah, it's I, I empathize a lot. So that's end of end of tangent. But yeah, their their sons are still alive, Aww. and their grandkids. So oh, good. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. So Camp Chesterfield, what brought you there? Oh, this is like it was meant, truly meant to be. So uh, my husband and I uh, worked at an insurance company, um, and together. Um, and one of the head reverends at Camp Chesterfield um, worked with us. And so I had always wanted to go there. I thought it was really cool, but I didn't know a whole lot about it. And so, I, again, this was still during the process when I was like kind of reclaiming, mm -hmm. you know, my the subconscious and everything. Um, and really actively things were starting to really actively happen again. And I was like, oh, I can't really deny this. And I don't know what to do with this. I should look into how to, to deal with this a little bit more. Um, so one of the jobs that my husband had actually was to pick up um, people from the, like the airport, take them back to the, you know, um, to the facility, run them around for different things or whatever. So he picked her up um, and she only lives here like, certain times of the year or whatever, but mm -hmm. she flew back in. Um, he, she picked him up and like, and she actually invited us to a retreat that she was putting on for that weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, later we found out that really who she was like in the spiritualist community. Oh, um, okay. We just, we just knew her. This was Glenda. <laughs> <laughs> It's just Glenda. Um, and so she, she had us come out and it was a two day retreat. We stayed for one day. Um, and it was amazing. Um, things started clicking and, you know, happening and, you know, fast forward like weeks in, in, and last, the next time she came into town, she pulled me aside in the office and was like, I don't think you understand the breadth of, your talent. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. She goes, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> so she, um, she advised me uh, with one of her other uh, reverends there to, uh, you know, continue on my, you know, journey and, and discovery and, and growth, um, which I, I've come a long way, but I've not done the full Camp Chesterfield uh, program in any way, shape mm -hmm. or form. Um, but I absolutely love going up there and the grounds are just calming and inviting. And um, so when I do do spiritual stuff, because, you know, Chesterfield's quite a bit of ways from, from where I live and I live downtown. Um, so I do a different per, uh, spiritualist church um, mm -hmm. that's closer to me. So yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. It, it's, it's been very, very in, intriguing. Um, and I've, I've learned a lot. Those, the, the men and women up there are, are so talented and I, and open and positive, And I just can't say anything 
negative mm-hmm. at all about this place. It's it's wonderful. So when you go there, you take classes, what are they focusing on? How do they uh, teach? Everybody's kind of got their specific, you know, area of talent. Some people it's tarot, some people it's candle magic, some people. Um, a couple years ago, they were actually starting to try and get um, the board to allow them to uh, do more with, um, you know, with actual like, you know, quartzes and rocks and, mm-hmm. and do basically, a, you know, a geology portion of it. Um, I don't know if that ever came from it, but there was a lot of interest to get more depth into that. Um, but um, just the majority of it was just learning to, you know, learning your guides, learning the basics of how they work and um, the rules, uh, you know, the of the tenets of spiritualism um, and development. It was just, you know, and it's practice, 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 practice. So, you know, every session um, there was, you know, there would be a lot of people there or there wouldn't be a lot of people. And when I say a lot of people there, it could be somewhere up towards like 25. Um, And, you know, for the people who are actually afforded the opportunity to live there, they also Mm -hmm. work, their home is also where they, they have a whole separate room and that is for, where they do the development classes, they do their, you know, mediumship, you know, whatever classes that they do, it's attached to their home. And that's how, um, you know, Chesterfield actually started when they built it. They built it with, this is the amount of property that we have. We're going to build these homes and, you know, how to maneuver. So you have a life and then here's your, here's the room Mm -hmm. and how you make that delineal this is yeah. your time. This is me time. <laughs> yeah, you make your boundaries. Exactly. Because yeah. Camp Chesterfield is only one of a few spiritualist communities left in the United States, if I remember correctly. It is. It is yeah. actually like, and people actually come from both coasts mm-hmm. to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I when I got invited, when my husband and I both got invited, we had no idea just how special how special and how central and how, how big Camp Chesterfield really actually is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a place that I've been wanting to visit and never have had the opportunity to go. And no one ever wanted to go with me. So it's. Jen oh my goodness. Me. Christina go. They have a hotel. Yay. Christina oh, they looking at hotel. it last night. Yes. Oh. They, they uh, finally finished the hotel. The second floor is a hotel. It was built in 1945 as kind of like before, you know, Route 66 Kerouac-esque mm-hmm. was popular. That's what this kind of is. Um, and so there are a couple of um, rooms on the second floor. There's dormitories on the first floor where you literally just rent the bed. Uh, but those aren't currently open, obviously, due to COVID. So, yeah. 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 Um, but it's a small community. It's very nice. It's very welcoming. They do events um, like once a once a month. Um, they used to. I didn't look at the schedule yesterday, but um, of course, their services are open and welcoming. And you know, they, they just message only services. They do um, you know full moon services, new moon services. I mean, they just they have a you know this is where they live. This is where mm-hmm. they practice. This is their thing. So it 
you know, to invite the outside world to come in, you know, it's quite humbling to go Mm -hmm. onto their property and you're in their, you're in their world. You have to respect everybody uh, living or not on that property. And it's, but it's just so peaceful. Yeah. (laughs) I I imagine once you step onto the grounds, it kind of feels elevated. Like um, when yeah, like a, a lighter would be a good way to put it. Like you just feel the energy change basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would love to, I, I won't tell you my first impression because I would love to hear yours um, yeah, yeah. when, when we go. Yes. So yeah, yes. but it, there was a, a actual physical feeling that I had and it. It's I'm sure it's different for everybody, but mm-hmm. um, very cool. Very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Ooh. Someday we'll get there. Yes. We'll get there. Oh, I've only done one spiritualist class. Just one. And I remember in that class, we had to do readings blindfolded to somebody. So we would stand blindfolded, looking one direction and somebody who we couldn't see, obviously, because we're blindfolded. Wow. Um, <laughs> way to go, cat. Um, Captain Obvious strikes again. Anyway, they would uh, uh, walk behind us and we had to not just walk but stand and we had to read them we had to say well you are this gender and you are approximately this age and this is how many spirit guides you have around you you have to do readings like that i don't remember how accurate i was wow so i i remember getting one guy right (laughs) hey that's great one um i think there may have been three but like (laughs) three different people that I had to read for, but, um, 33% isn't bad. No, no. Um, Jill, you're dying again. Uh, yeah. I no. couldn't even do it. So I think you're way ahead of the game there. <laughs> There's someone. <laughs> yeah. It, it's yeah. Yeah. Those and classes I, are hard. They're really hard. You know, they, they, they push you, they push me. Um, you know, I actually, I worked with, um, a lady where, you know, she had asked me, you know, Hey, can I, can I come with you sometime? And I was like, okay, I don't usually, okay. Um, so she, I was like, sure. She came with me and, um, they were like, okay, Chris, you're up first. And I was like, great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and unbeknownst to me that my, this friend, she, um, she had, she went to psychics like every week and mm. was like, you know, live and die by this. I make decisions by this. I'm like, Oh honey. Okay. <laughs> so Take a step back. Yeah. Some ex- chips. <laughs> consider things. Yeah. Maybe not see the psychic that frequently. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but I didn't know that. And then, so the conversation home was really interesting. Um, but, oh, you know, I you know, did my thing, what I was supposed to do. I'd been into it for a couple of months. And, and um, I, I remember doing, I remember doing well. Um, and the, the conversations home, she was like, I've never seen anything like this. She's like, I just like, apparently like the whole experience just blew her away and she was, you know, profoundly moved by that. Um, and it actually, 
later she was like, yeah, I don't go to that psychic anymore. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I was like, because there's a difference. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been intriguing. It's very, very interesting. Um, in fact, it's so interesting that there's been such a pull lately, um, which like around me going this, you know, I'm not going to say her name, but I'm like this person's name, this person's name, this person's name. And I'm just like, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That means something's going to happen because I have yeah. this cagaphony in the in my head, you know, resounding her name. And sure enough, two weeks ago, there she is. And I was Ugh. like, are you kidding me? And in a very poignant way, I was like, yeah. <laughs> like I just don't even know what to do with this right now. And And I just keep, you know, it's funny. My joy guide, she just constantly is laughing at me. Just constant. <laughs> Uh, that that like, is raindrop. We've talked about raindrop. Her. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. I am interested in the spirit guides. Ah, yeah. yes, yes. So, yeah. what experience do you have with spirit guides? Like, do you any? want me to go first or Jen to go first? Well, she knows mine. I know my Jen's. one and only is raindrop. And- <laughs> well, for our listeners who may have missed uh, that episode, what happened yes. with raindrop? So. Christine had a, a a cancer fashion breast cancer fashion show last year, and we ended up staying in a hotel, and we were sleeping. And I toss and turn most of the time when I'm sleeping, and I had just kind of woken up, and I turned over, and as I shut my eyes and was falling back to sleep, I heard, "Hey Jenny, I have something to tell you." Christine has to poop. <laughs> or something about poop freaked me out but then when Still it was the poop why? I was like okay I don't know what's going on but I'm going back to sleep now and we in the morning I woke up and we were just kind of sitting there I said so Christine did you talk to me last night did you say anything <laughs> to me no why and I told her what happened. She just started laughing. I'm like, what? She goes, that was raindrop. And I said, who, pray tell, is raindrop? And then she told me the whole thing. And then last night she was giving me a tarot reading. Mm. And raindrop and I were having a conversation. Oh. Yeah. She <laughs> seems really fun. I like her. I think she likes me. Very lighthearted. She's yeah. Joyful. Yeah. And Chris was telling me that spirit guides normally do not let other people know Mm -hmm. them. Not unless it's like like an emergency sometimes. Yeah. Right. But, right. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, yeah. So go ahead. So, cat, what? Oh, I'm sorry. So, (laughs) I have spirit guides. They don't all have names. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and uh, it, it, oh man, it's, it's really fun to explain over the air. So the principal one I have is Sam. Sam has been with me since I can remember. I don't know when I wasn't without Sam. And Sam is the principal one that talks to me and basically acts as a buffer between me and the dead. Because man, oh man, if I didn't have Sam, I would be piled on like what the Bengals did to the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. Yeah. Um, 
with just ghosts going, hey, listen to me. Hey, 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 hey. I need you to pass this message. I need to pass that message. I need to, I need you to tell my wife this thing. All right. And you like, yeah, you get it. So um, when I was young, like really young, I did get kind of over my head with too many dead people trying to talk to me. It's overwhelming. And you're just like, it's a sea of negativity and death. I don't know what to do with myself. But then Sam showed up and was just like, hey, I got it. And <laughs> we made a little boundary. And uh, so when I'm at locations, I allow things to be able to see me. And I broadcast that delightful aura of mine around and say, I can talk to you. But no touchy. No touching the hair. No touching any part of my body. No tugging on anything attached to me, such as book bags, my shoelaces, anything. Also, don't freak out my friends. Like, you can show up. You just can't show up in your face. <laughs> um, like at Mansfield, where I had one of the officers in the central area on the second floor. It was all marble. Or sorry, it's the chapel room. And he just aported right in front of me, like inches from my face. And I remember going, sir, that's too close. A little too close. And I could hear Sam going, yeah, back away, dude. Um, <laughs> it, it was just, and it was just, just shadow. It was inky blackness. And then I could see the rest of the chapel around me. And my friend who's also medium is just like looking at me side-eyed like, do I need to step in and do something? <laughs> do you need assistance? And I'm like, no, we got it. We're fine. So, um... <laughs> are you okay, Jen? <laughs> It was the same. I'm just enjoying this so much. But it anyway, the, <laughs> it was the same at Penhurst where um, I was walking down. I want to, I can't remember exactly which building's room it was. The name just fell out of my brain, but it was the top floor and it's where the nurse had committed suicide there. And I remember walking past one of the rooms and an entity bum rushed the door. So I basically saw this is different than the one that bum rushed our group and actually smacked my friend in the face and then smacked another person and went through my arm. And I could just feel like that charged electricity go right through my arm. And I'm like, Hey, but um, it, it this is a different one. And the poor person did not know where they were. They just saw random people walking through what had been their home for decades and they were confused. They didn't know where they were. They didn't know who we were and they were scared. So they bum rushed us. And um, Sam was just like, no, nope, that's not happening. And it stopped before I even crossed the threshold. So that's basically Sam. And then there was, there's another one that I named Sarah. So there's Sam and Sarah, but Sarah's not always around. Um, but yeah, it, it's, Sam will just acts as a guide. Sometimes goes, no, don't don't turn left today. Let's turn right. Or little very quiet phrases going, you don't want to pick that apple. That apple's a bad apple. You want to go with the other one up there on the other side of the apple stand or something. Very quiet little things. It's like Jiminy Cricket coming in once in a while going, well, maybe, maybe you want to do a different choice. Do you really want to eat that cookie cat? 
Do you really want yes, to? Yes, Sam, I want to eat the cookie. And then Sam will be like, no, you're full. You don't need this cookie. You're bored and you're just eating. So put the cookie down. So <laughs> Sam has multifaceted talents here. Good. So it, that that's basically life with Sam. And now I sound like a complete fool talking about my invisible friend. But I used to talk oh. to Sam um, when I was young. And then I realized when my mom looked horrified that maybe talking to your spirit guides out loud with full gusto was not smart. So uh, now most of these mono, like conversations are in my head. Once in a yes. while, I'll, I'll blurt out. But um, Does yeah. Sam ever warn you about people? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um, Yet she still does a show with us. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Look. Sam approves of us. <laughs> Sam did the background check and you're fine. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it mm, yeah, the, it, there's, yeah, Sam, if I'm sometimes, I, there's one person and I never met this person face to face. This is, this is a very interesting and strange story that will only fit in here. I was having dinner at a restaurant with Mike several years ago, Mike being my husband. And I remember looking out the window and it was just a full bay of windows that you could see. It was at a, um, I almost said a strip club, but no, it was a strip mall. Nouns cat. And, um, <laughs> and I remember seeing this man walk past and he just looked evil. If that makes any sense. Like, just a bad aura like just bad all about him and and sam just goes uh-oh and that was all i got out of sam was just uh-oh like best not to go anywhere near the person don't go outside just wait till they're gone it's the only time i've had it and i was just like is this person oppressed like spirit oppression by something negative it's not the jinn they're not after him but uh because are around a lot and uh or, or elementals but um yeah it, it's oh yeah and elementals sam helps me with them primarily when we're in large outside landscapes what is so, an elemental um so <sighs> strap in okay <laughs> of course this is how i'm interpreting things this is not necessarily how everyone else does but if you're at a location that is extremely haunted and really activity is just going off the charts, like we're at a ghost hunt, we there are elementals you can contact if you are skilled enough or if that's just what you're good at doing. And uh, you, they a lot of times show up as green men. So extremely old trees that are on property, you can contact the green man they're nature elementals of plant life and they help soothe and calm things down if you're sometimes like at mansfield not mansfield at stamsville rectory there is an earth elemental that actually is there that you can contact her she'll do diddly squat because she's quite abused but she's no. around um at gettysburg if you're trying to calm down with like we saw an elemental a group of my mediums and myself the last time I was at Gettysburg, we saw one in the water. Um, took the form of a glowing blue swan. Um, mm. And uh, it was right after we gave them the libations, which are just offerings to them to be like, hey, don't hate on us. We're here. We're just curious. We're just foolish mortals. So be kind with us. 
and generally um, they they were fine too. But they're genderless. They have a lot of influence. They're easy to contact um, if if you're open to it. And uh, but they can play tricks. So um, this is where the idea of jinn come in. And uh, a lot of times where people will say, oh, there's a demon in my house or I'm being oppressed. It's just jinn or elementals messing with you. So <laughs> they get bored, huh? <laughs> I guess in that great <laughs> spiritual plane they inhibit, inhabit, they, they, mm. um, they can, they're just like, Hey, we're going to Josh this person. So, oh, that's funny. so that, that's a very small, very, very quick, like, so not is, even cliff notes version of those. So is every, does everybody have spirit guides and they just don't know that they have them? What is the nature of this? Like, does everybody have some sort of connection and some just are more aware of it than others? Like, what is your take? Both uh, Kat and Chris also having been to the uh, Chesterfield, was it Chesterfield, right? Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Um, like, what indication do you get that that people have guides but don't necessarily know that they have them and how do you get in touch with them so as a spiritualist training um we you know we're trained you know everybody has guides um everybody is assigned five guides um you know at conception or before um and these are your guides that will be with you until the day that you die um and they, they each have, you know, individual things. So um, you have a joy guide, you have a protector or what I call a warrior. Um, you have the master who's like above it, all of that. Um, you have the teacher um, and then you have the doctor. Um, I call the doctor also the protector. That's why I call the protector a warrior because that's how mine manifest with me. Um, so it's much easier for me to put them in those names. Um, I call my doctor who <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do that. That's perfect. perfect. Um, yes. Um, so, you know, we believe that everybody has them. Um, some people can connect to a few more guides than that. Um, but everybody, you know, you're, you're a stick for human words to, con, you know, understand it. You're assigned. Here's your five, you know, these are here, the five you're going to get and here, <laughs> and here you go. Um, choosing to like, you know, I was telling Jen last night, you know, um, I knew raindrop. I've always known raindrop. Um, when anybody says, you know, oh, you know, what are you like or whatever? I'm like, oh, I've always described myself. I'm like, you know, it, when I'm playing around or whatever, I'm like, oh, I let my inner five-year-old out. No, that's her. That is literally, it's her. Um, and when I've done some trance work and stuff, um, she took over and just had a ball. Um, <laughs> had a ball. And my husband was like, <laughs> that like in certain situations, he was like, I think I just saw a raindrop. I was like, yep, 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 you did. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's, that's been, you know, that's, that's fun when I, you know, 
I can connect in that way. Um, but right now I actually only know two of my guides names. Um, I'm still working through getting to know the names of the others. I, I know what my master looks like. Um, and you know, not everybody's master looks like mine. Um, my husband's master, even, um, at the spiritualist camp on that retreat weekend, he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think we want to talk to him. And, and the people who were reading, like trying to help with the guys, they were like, no, we're going to keep that door closed right now. And they were like, we're not going there. So it was like, why? Well, why? You know, now I want to know why. But, you know, <laughs> I don't want to know why. Those are, that's, you know, I don't want to know those things. Um, so I'm, I always practice with them. I try to incorporate them more and more as I continue to grow. It's because they're helping me grow. Um, and, you know, I, I, I find it so fascinating that Raindrop made herself known to Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, like, I still am like, what? Seriously? And that's when last night she was kind of doing the zoomies around the house. And, and, <laughs> and, you know, we were doing a reading and she was like, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk. Okay. Um, yeah. So, like, here I become this conduit between Jen, who's laughing her butt off, and Raindrop, who's laughing their ass off. And I'm like, seriously, I'm just really... So, um, but it, yeah, so if you draw on them, if people call them like, oh, it's my energy or it's my intuition or it's, you know, whatever, you know, we mortals call it, you know, as spiritualists, you know, we believe, yeah, this is your guides. You know, you mm-hmm. have that intuition, you know, like Kat, you were saying, Sam's like, mm, no, don't think you want to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, like my warrior protector uh he does not talk um he is he is massive uh, he is massive and you know there's a lot of times where he's just like right in front of me and like i i mean he's just he's huge this huge wall um and uh his name is red rock um mm. and like he's literally carved out of red rock um, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, he was actually, he was human at one point. He was, um, a native American warrior. Um, and so he, he's legit. Uh, I would not want to mess with him. Mm-hmm. No. So I'm, I, I, I tell him like, I'm glad he's on my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're all around there. You know, there's, there's the positive energy everywhere. There's different things and they help me tap into it. But um, like there was a story we went in today and specifically I was looking at something in a glass case and I was like, Oh, this is really cool. This is really cool. And I got to this one thing. I was like, uh, uh-uh, I'm out. And mm-hmm. I told Jen, I was like, this is not a good place for me. Yes. Like, Dina, it was the hail oddity store that we went to um, oh okay yeah which so, was yeah. a really cool vibe like we yeah. walked in i was like this is awesome but this one particular thing in this one particular case i was like nope and yeah turn, interesting. yeah well interesting. Uh, going to museums interesting oh yeah. my god right yeah <laughs> sometimes you see the people who are attached to those items and yeah. it's like oh okay yeah. <laughs> this oh, is a history lesson i wasn't expecting today Mm-hmm. Did you ever go mm-hmm. see the Pompeii exhibit, Kat? 
<laughs> no. No. <laughs> Sorry. Because this... I'm like, I have questions if you if you went and saw that. <laughs> yeah. I probably mm, I would I'm interested to see who I would pick up. Yeah. 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 Um I'm I, I would, you know, I told Jen, I was like, Kat, you're way more practiced um at this than I am. I mean, I'm oh. still trying to like be better at it. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm constantly working on it every day. And I'm like, I'm trusting, like trusting myself and my guides that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not crazy. I'm, yeah. I'm not, um, you know, and, and can actually like, you know, I can close my eyes and I still see a whole other world, mm-hmm. um, you know, and um, it can be a little disconcerting and overwhelming. It's really awesome. But if I let my, you know, my teeny tiny little human brain get in my way that I'm like, Nope. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, but I, I, I am, I've got quite a a network of tiny, tiny friends over Mm -hmm. in Indy and we were, we're working on this together and, and growing and doing different things. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I see my spirit guys a lot as teammates. We're all teammates. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, it's Sam's just the most outgoing. It's more chatty than I'm really sure. But there was something. Oh, yes. I grew my, my abilities on the mean streets of Indiana. It, it's just, there's a lot of interesting dead people you run into when you go to a lot of funeral homes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. So, did Jen tell you about when I went to Crown Hill Cemetery? No. So, oh, oh about Dillinger's fun. Yeah. No, I didn't. Go, go ahead. So, well, Are you so okay there, Jen. Yes, I'm just a cat. Fidgety. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so for those of you who don't know, Crown Hill Cemetery is um, the largest cemetery, the oldest cemetery in Indiana, in Indianapolis. Um, it actually has spiritualist ties specifically um the way that um and, and so cat have you you've been there obviously. i have never been there whoa what i know it's surprise okay we have, so we have a lot of places like to Waverly visit hills that is a place i've never been to wow oh, been, there. Yeah. been there yeah so okay okay well okay there's two We've places lots now to, in indiana to do yes, yes for sure um so anyway it's it's I love it. It's wonderful. It's beautiful as I'll get out. Um, and you know, it's just awesome architecture and just everything. Um, so my, my grandfather, like step-grandfather actually passed. Um, I think it was, was it last year, Jen? Or like, I don't remember. Time is just in a row. I think it was last two years. year, the year before. Anyway, something like yeah. That. It was right around that time. The story of that map being, or that map or something being found That's in right. Indiana that was Dillinger's route oh. or something. Something was going on there or yeah. some, no, 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 no. They were trying to exhume him to see if he was really dead. Well, not, not or there was a story, year. something about that. Yeah. So, so is he other... a vampire now? What's going uh, on? With no, because they a, think okay. that he never truly died and was buried in, indiana so here's the thing so anyway so my you know we're dead and buried my grandfather fine whatever and i was like well i'm not sorry (laughs) 
it's I know not, you're not saying yet. Dead grandfather. You're just like getting happens. on with the story. <laughs> yeah. So that's not the story. So no. then I was like, okay, everybody's gone. You know, I was like, I live downtown. I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, I don't ever get over to Crown Hill very often. And I'm like, why don't I? I'm having this conversation with myself out loud. And, you know, I'm like, yes, I am talking to myself and not my guides. So, <laughs> so I've been I, there. <laughs> I was like, well, that's right. Dillinger's buried here. There's a lot of very famous people that are buried here. And so I had seen um, in the chapel uh, they have a pamphlet of like where the famous people are buried. And so I kind of knew the area um, of where it, he was. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go take a look. And um, of course I didn't take one of the pamphlets with me. So this was a fun exercise in my guides telling me where he was. <laughs> and they did actually. Um, all of a sudden I just like, it was like, okay, this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't right. And I'm like, okay, are you going to help me or not? And then you know, so actually there was an elemental because the air whipped right through mm -hmm. and just one, one leaf of all that are on the ground, one leaf moved. Um, and I was like, oh, gotcha. So I started walking and then I was like, well, I'm still not there. And then, so I, and I turned one direction and it was like, no dumbass, dummy, turn around. And I turned around and boom, there mm -hmm. he is. There's, there's his family. And I was like, oh, so then I walked around and I, I was standing on him and I'm like, he's not here. Oh. He is not, he's not there. Um, so the story is that when, you know, when he was shot and apparently killed, um, that the nobody would like, nobody got to see him. The family didn't get to see him. They didn't. Um, and actually, Jen, I don't know if I told you this or not. His family's home is like right across the street from my house. Like, oh, where, really? Yes. Um, the the first the first store he ever knocked over as a kid on the other side of my house. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, you've um, never pointed that out. Yeah, and actually, the Dillinger family still lives there in my neighborhood. Good. Yes. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's very. They do not. You don't mention John. <laughs> hey, he, that's the song, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No. What would be the Midwest <laughs> version of Encanto? <laughs> Hot dish. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. So, so the. You know, so, you know, the everybody wanted him to be dead. Right. And so he actually was supposedly buried in a sarcophagus of like five tons of concrete. And that's what's down there. I felt that that's what's down there. It's it's very cold, but it's it's like cold block, like rock. Mm. That's what it felt like. I was like, oh, he's not here. I was like. Oh, okay. Well now let me try this out. So I went over to another grave and then another grave and I was like, Oh, they're there. He's not there. Okay. They're there. I was like, well, now this is interesting. And so what Jen's referring to is there was a couple years ago in Southern Indiana, there around like Columbus, Indiana area, I believe mm -hmm. um, a farmer was out in this field plowing up, you know, as Indiana farmers do um, and unearthed a, a ball jar, an old ball jar, really old glass ball jar with, you know, the metal lid um, rusted on it or whatever. And inside was a map 
of back in like the late thirties, you know, something, you know, somewhere around there or whatever. And there were actual marks like written down and it actually is all the route. I mean, the entire routes for that John, that Dillinger and his gang would take and would do, and they're known spots that they knocked off Hmm. and there are dates next to each one. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Well, there's dates after he died that are marked off. So in the, 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 at the time, you know, they would lick their pencil or pen to get it to write and write down. So what, and, you know, so it was like, oh my gosh, you know, in the world of, you know, crime and, you know, supernatural and everything, everybody's like losing their minds over this. And they're like, we want this DNA tested. We want it tested against, you know, his or whatever. And the family has been blocking it and blocking it and blocking it and blocking it as an injunction. Well, about this time last year or whatever, um, maybe 18 months ago, um, I do believe they actually lost the last appeal on an injunction. So I don't know. I didn't follow it up. It makes a great folktale, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Um, and for me, I've been following it and I don't know why Dillinger has always struck a chord with me, um, mm-hmm. but it, he just has and he fascinates still. Um, so when I saw his grave and I was like, well, I kind of thought there'd be something more, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's, you're like, oh, um, and you know, he, he was so young. He was mm-hmm. so young. Um, so it just, it kind of resonates. And then it was just kind of really interesting that I'm like, it wasn't like the cold chill of death. It's mm-hmm. like, it's the cold of rock. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. So, so would- do you think though, it could have been uh, just his crew carrying out what they had planned? Well, they also I mean, went, that's the most obvious explanation you would think. Yeah, but they went on the handwriting analysis and it matches. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I should really follow up on that. I don't know yeah. if it'll ever like, you know, it could be something where the the family has said, look, okay, well, we'll submit, let you guys do this. But then it's, but it's sealed. Like the document's sealed, mm. you know. Um, but Why? <laughs> it's rather hard having a famous well, that's crime true. family member. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they're still alive. I mean, they yeah. literally yeah. go to school mm-hmm. down the street yeah. from my house. So, I yeah. mean, to, to round back, Kat, to, you know, your very beginning, it's mm-hmm. very difficult. These are real family members. These are very real people who truly you don't talk to them. Like the teachers know this is, you know, Oh, you say Dillinger and a new teacher comes in. It's like, Oh, is that ha ha? No, you're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Like, That's interesting. No. Yeah. yeah. Because in, in Kentucky, you know, the other state bordering Ohio, everybody claims they're related to Jesse James. So yeah, <laughs> like everybody, there's a few of those. Yeah, <laughs> really? everybody's just like, Oh yeah. I'm really, you know, there's, yeah. it's, it's interesting that it's the exact opposite. Everybody claims that they have some sort of blood. Well, maybe they do. I mean, <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> yeah yeah but we can prove it now <laughs> yeah i yeah. mean it's kind yes. of interesting that the you know the difference but like you said it's hard as a family when there's somebody known for something you know serious like that mm-hmm. oh um, yeah i can't imagine could you imagine 
I got insight on it because I had the opportunity to speak to H.H. Holmes's grandson. Oh, really? How could you never mention that? Oh, she's mentioning it now. I'm mentioning it now. Did you know that? All in due time. (laughs) And um, it's the trauma, the family trauma that the um, Mudgett family, which is his actual given name, has had uh, coping and going, like coping through and understanding the trauma that he was not a nice guy he was not a nice guy to his family he obviously was a monster to his victims and the constant worry that that kind of mental abnormality could be passed down to the rest of the family yeah Yeah. so there he was concerned he's like what if i go bananas like my grandfather like And I'm like, I, I, I don't I think, think it would you have come. are, no. but yeah. I mean, you weren't locked in a closet with a skeleton when you were a kid, like, yeah. that I know of. Um, <laughs> but, and you didn't seem to suffer that same, same type of trauma, but it's a generational trauma that they carry and will for a, a while, Very unless they're yeah. seeing a therapist or yeah. um, getting counseling somewhere. Because that, that is a type of trauma that most people do not usually hold. But you've had, there's generational traumas that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? The McCoys and yep. the Hatfields. And the Hatfields. Yeah. That, that is a generational trauma. We see mm-hmm. that with a lot of wars that are happening in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Generational trauma just being recycled over and over again. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and it's hard to forget it when it happened so long ago that they mm-hmm. would have descendants. Mm-hmm. You would think it'd be fun to be glib and talk yeah. about it and not yeah. realizing that no, they did have children mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that they had children. Mm-hmm. And of course, they know the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Well, we had the grandson of uh, Plum. Y- yeah. Yes, yes. Contacted us after we reported on that. That was really interesting. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. was. And uh, so, yeah, there are living families. They're living history, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, They may even carry insight that normal historical record hasn't been privy to yet. Exactly. Well, how could you, I even like knowing journalists, how I do, you can contact them and talk to them as it happened Mm -hmm. and either they're going to talk to you or they're not Mm -hmm. and i think janice when we had janice on about the widmer trial i don't Mm -hmm. think sarah's family has ever spoken to Mm -hmm. the media so um how how do you approach that especially even a hundred years later like i don't exactly Yes. No. And that's where when mediums are able to read somebody and give like when if I have to read somebody, I don't like to read other people, but I'll be like like when we watched um, um, Amanda, Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, do it at uh, the historical society. That was so interesting. Yeah, yeah, you're you're asking specifics. You're going. What are some specifics to the individual I am talking to that will help convince them that I'm speaking to you? Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's those kind of clues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, and the thing that's interesting about that that at least that I thought you know because it was my first time seeing that. I mean I'm mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a noob a noob noob, 
That was um, my first time seeing somebody else and, read an and entire the thing room. That was, that's interesting about it is if you, if let's say you asked a relative something that you would remember that they thought that you would remember a lot of times what you remember of a situation and what they remember are very different. Mm -hmm. So like if, if you talk to your aunt and said, and you said, you know, like in real life, if, if your aunt talked to, let's say my aunt, aunt met cat at a store or something and said, Oh, she'll know me by this blue dress I have. And then you'd say, Oh, your aunt said something about the blue dress. And it's like, huh? Yeah. You know, because yeah. you, it meant something to them, but not to you necessarily. Right. Uh, right. And so you're seeing it from their context, not from your context. And from mm -hmm. what I gathered, that was what made it difficult is because your the way you take in the world is different from how this person did and how they took you in was different. Mm -hmm. And so that's mm -hmm. why it's so hard, like, for it to link up at first, I think. Yeah, you're trying to translate it's, things. Yeah. And I you mean, don't know who this person is. Chris, do you want to talk about my dad? Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. Let's hear more. And the conversations you've had with him. So, okay. So, like, let me go to Christina. Like, to, you know, you're kind of, and, and Kat, with, with what you were just talking about as far as, like, reading people. I mean, like, as, as a medium, that's, like, with Camp Chesterfield, I mean, that's what we're developing. We're developing doing that. And so when I say, you know, yeah, we you know, it was, okay, you're 25 people. This is who showed up this week and you're reading for 25 people, um, oh, wow. you know, and, and that is part of, you know, when you, you, you have to pass those tests in order to, you know, become, you know, um, become a reverend, you know, mm -hmm. within the spiritualist community. So, um, it, it's, it's very difficult. It's where I definitely, I, I, completely rely on my guides. Um, Red Rock knows this person. Nope. I mean, he's kind of like that bouncer, you know, we're like, okay, yes, you can come forward. Nope. Not you, um, you know, and kind of, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's, 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 it's all about, like I told Jen, I'm like, you know, I'm going to totally date myself there right now, but I'm like, I say who I say, when I say who, um, you know, quote, pretty woman there, um, younger <laughs> people. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and um, there's a lot of negative and black and darkness, but as spiritualists, we believe we're passing on the positive and not that. Um, so, so Jen, since Jen's moved into this particular house, um, I came in um, when you very first moved in and you know, it was like brought a housewarming present. I was like, yay, this is really awesome. And I was like, whoa, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I was just like, your, your, her dad was very tall and imposing. Yes. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. No. Like, Kat's seen him too, apparently. And I'm extremely short, so he's extremely tall and yeah. really imposing. He's not, he was like six feet. I'm 5'2". Okay. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm 5'4". Five, five I grew to 5'5 five, five by doing yoga. I'm very proud of that, but I'm still short. Um, yeah. So, like, and your dad wasn't, it wasn't like he was a tall, skinny man. You no. Know? He's robust. He's like fair. Yes. 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 And, you know, he comes and he's like, oh my God, you can see me. And he's like, like, you gotta say blah, 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 blah. And I was like, mm -hmm. first off, 
I don't know who you is. I know <laughs> that you are somehow <laughs> like I'm having this conversation and I'm like, I know. And I realistically. At least he introduced himself to me. He's like, yeah, I'm her dad. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. so sweet. Yeah. But I think that was after talking yeah. to you, Chris. <laughs> Because, you know, I mean, as we were talking, you've been in this house for what, almost 13 years, 12 years? Almost like 14. Four, almost 14. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, let's go backwards that. Um, <laughs> and very, very new to like allowing my gifts to like really come through and whatever. And I'm just like, oh, oh okay, hold on. Um, I instinctually, I was like, that's your dad. Holy crap. And then I would start like asking her questions. I'm like, so do you have any pictures of your dad? Um, and you know, it's like just trying to find out a little bit because like she was not in the headspace ready to hear anything. Um, still not. Yeah. But <laughs> way less so. Well, that's what you so, keep saying. Cause it's true, but that's okay. You've, I mean, you have, you've, you've opened up a lot. And um, again, I, I, I think you underestimate how much because raindrop, showed herself like to you that's well that's i didn't see her huge. i just heard her that's still clear audience well that's and, true you know it's actually almost more open because not you didn't have to see but you heard that's mm -hmm. physical evidence proof you heard it yeah so yeah so he's you know he was i was just like okay you're gonna have to give me a minute and he's like yeah you're right so we had many conversations um, between the two of us on how to relay the message that he really, really, really wanted to tell her um, and took many, many, many years um, because it was just a few months ago that I finally told you the message. Oh, it's been like a year. Has it it's been, been okay, since we've started the podcast? Cause I've told them. Okay. So it's tiny, whiny, wibbly, wobbly. You know. <laughs> that, it all goes back to Dr. Who. Really. Of course. Yes, always. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I finally told her, you know, what, what the message was. And I was like, oh, thank God. That's been like, Phew. yeah, he takes a while. <laughs> well, and we kind of were talking a little bit one weekend she was over and I was asking questions and apparently he was asking questions and Christine was a little like, stop it. <laughs> You're coming at me too strong. Both of you. Yeah. So yes. she has offered to do like an official reading for me, but I have not really taken her up on that. Hold up. Actually, I think what I said last night was it would be really interesting if I could do a reading for you. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, well. Yes. I I definitely believe that I could, but um, it would. But just, you it would... previously you have offered a reading mm -hmm. before last night, and yeah, I'm yeah. just like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was excited that one day when we were kind of talking, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of easier just not to open that door sometimes because you don't know what you're going to get back. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's fear. Well, and especially since I didn't really know my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I was 15, just going on 16 and when he died and mm -hmm. he... Uh, obviously didn't want to die. He was 41. I'm sorry, 43, which is the age I am now. Yeah. And it's, you know, they were parents divorced at three. I only saw him 
once a month for a while and he didn't want us around when he was sick because he didn't want us to go through that because he had to witness that with his mom. But I don't really know who he was other than my dad, you know, and he was always goofy and playful because we were kids and he would throw us over his shoulder and mm-hmm. call me a turkey when I was acting like a little SHIT and, <laughs> you know, made me sit on the damn emergency brake in a stupid truck because I was skinny <laughs> and I was the kid and my sister got the stupid seat. <laughs> dad wow (laughs) can i mention the just the energy that he just gives off at least to me oh sure oh it's it's totally plaid and wood wood paneling really i I love that plaid plaid and wood paneling and and i'm just like that's he never wore plaid though i know but it just keeps you don't know that green and yes i do and black plaid and i remember having this conversation with you before when i said mm-hmm. yeah your dad's popping in yeah and it, it's just like i don't know what is that that aesthetic of kind of wood not woodsy but yeah burly. he was burly he looked yes. burly yeah he so he uh when he was older he had a big beer belly yes i don't know if it was necessarily beer but um i don't think he really drank all that much but uh he had a full beard. salt and pepper beard. Mm-hmm. I have his forehead. Thanks, Dad. Yes, you do. Yeah. And, you're, yeah, his and he bones. had his hair mm-hmm. back to here. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was shoulder length. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Christina, so, if you want yeah. a good imagination image, he looks a lot like Eamon. Oh, okay. So okay. I was very confused the first time I saw him standing behind yeah. you because I'm like, Dude, what are you doing there? And then I'm like, oh, that's not Eamon. Well, when that's, you that's first Jen's told dad. me, and I was like, I am... well, it could have been my brother because the way you were describing him. Yeah. And right, my brother right, and I have yeah. different fathers. But in going through all of my old photos, I'm like, I keep asking my aunts. I'm like, are you, are you sure we have different dads? Because they, they look an awful lot alike. <laughs> and knowing my mom she never would have told me that i don't think so i don't know what to believe i mean my uncle dave who has known my mom since she was a teenager is like no well, it's there, just the way the always, picture is you know no, there's there's always sort of, there's always concealed things in families so one yeah. never knows well, I, don't, I don't think we'll be unpacking Jen here right now. No, yeah. no. Well, but this, I thought this... it could have been my brother, so I called yeah. him after the mm-hmm. podcast. I'm like, I just want to make sure you're still alive and you're not coming to visit me to tell me you've oh. died. Oh my god, he was probably like, "What the?" Yeah, he, yeah. he just laughed at me. Why do my oh. readings always freak people out? So do you... I also freaked out Katie. Remember that? Yes, yes. Poor girl won't had... talk to me anymore. You... No, that's not true. Just say. Katie will respond to this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> she will. Like, she listens to that. Hi, Katie. Hi, you'll Katie. Have to- Hi, Katie. <laughs> I didn't mean to freak you out with dead people. Is it, do you see people attached to almost everyone, or does it just depend on like if they're open and you're open? I mean, it sounds like he's very visibly around Jen, and that's really interesting. But he yeah. doesn't always. That's the fun. Well, it could have been not always. Yeah. It has come up a lot these past few years because my grandfather died. Uh, and going through 
his stuff and finding these old family eight millimeter millimeter videos that I didn't know existed, all these photos I didn't know existed. It you know, it's it's frustrating not knowing who that part of my family was because they did not talk about it. Mm-hmm. And when you would ask, either they were too old, they couldn't remember, mm-hmm. or like my great aunt would be like, because she was a proper lady. Mm-hmm. She's like, he was just like her father apparently was a real SOB and that's pretty much what she left it at. And we never heard anything more. So, but I want to know those things. Mm -hmm. I want to know that family history because I know that I think I know most of that family history on my mom's side. And I grew up hearing those stories and I feel like I know that side as well as I can as being a child, you know, your parents. So who knows? Mm-hmm, and, you know, mm-hmm. my aunts are never going to tell me truly what my mom would mm-hmm. say or think about us. Of course they not. Talk of course. About their yeah. kids. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, I kind of think that's why maybe dad has been around because I've been struggling with that. Mm-hmm. And that's... it it is hurtful mm-hmm. yeah. because I tried before he died mm-hmm. and he would, sh- he shut me down no. because he, I don't think he could handle that i don't think he could answer those questions mm-hmm. and you know i had enough wherewithal at 16 to know my dad's not going to be here i need to ask these questions now and it just he couldn't he couldn't mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it is what it is i tried to ask those questions of my mom and i did and i can't remember them now <laughs> oh, oh man but, you know it it is what it is you know mm-hmm. that's why i tell people to record their conversations with their parents mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah it's so important to talk to them you know yeah. while they're still with you yeah. now um i know this is a big segue uh, we're probably about an hour and a half but you had also mentioned ghost cats at jen's yeah and um i i don't need to tell it uh, people know that i'm a crazy cat lady so i was just curious about uh who, who you is this just a cat that just hangs around the house still or who do you think you encountered today? And you said you'd encountered it before. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, I've I've had it before. Um, she and I told her this morning. I was like, "Well," she's like, well, "I had physically I had the new cat jumping all over me." I was like, "Well, I had a spirit cat jumping all over me." Um, <laughs> um, it it may have been her former cat. She asked me if it was my uh, baby who passed, um, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't him. Um, it, it, I don't necessarily, I didn't get the, the feel that it was, um, you know, Freckles Kitty. Um, My kitty I, before Betsy. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like right now, I kind of, I, I almost think it was Mouse. Mouse? I, I know. I know. Oh, um, Mousey. So, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Interesting. Because Mouse was my sister's cat. So do you remember the flood of 93 in St. Louis where the the entire Mississippi River from top to the bottom of the country mm-hmm. flooded? Yeah. Mouse was a victim in that. Aww. So, and she was a teeny tiny kitty and she fit in my sister's hand. Aww. And my mom and my sister just came home one day with her. Oh. And she was my sister's cat and then she went away to college and I was still in high school and in the house. And I used to sleep. I would take a shower at night and sleep with wet hair 
mm-hmm. and she would always sleep on my head. Mm-hmm. So she was really kind of my cat until my sister, you know, came back and then, you know, and I mouse. Hmm. Well, you know, I, you know, cats, you don't necessarily pit, you can't force a cat to like, you don't really own them. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they, 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 totally they decide who they like. So, yeah. Uh, but you don't know that the cat bonded with you. I mean, I always like to think that my former cats are bopping around, you know, but yeah. I don't know if they are, but sometimes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and what was yeah. our pet sidekick? What was her name again? Um, that we had on? She said there was a black cat sitting on my shoulder when she did our. When oh, she yeah. Us. Um, yeah. It was last year. Yeah. Cindy. And we had two. Cindy. Yeah. Yeah. Cindy and Monica. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I always like to think that, that, you know, our, our three cats that are no longer with us, you know, are still kind of bopping around, mm-hmm. hanging around, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. my my baby, I've got him tattooed on my, my wrist. He's, yeah, he's always with me. Um, and he <laughs> he and I were like this. Just, he was he was my best friend. He was, you know, and he didn't like anybody. That's how my cat all. Boris was. Yeah. And, and so actually, and he was huge. He was enormous. Um, he was like 25, 27 pounds, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just, it gets me. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he decided that I needed to, you know, uh, he was going to replace himself um, and gave us three. I was like, <laughs> whoa. No. <laughs> uh, and, and they each each one of our our calico cats um have found us individually they oh, wow. had multiple different times um where and they were in desperate need of help and mm-hmm. i had no intention of having another cat absolutely not i was not no you were talking it. about having a dog then yeah getting a dog yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was and um and then they started showing up and um so by the way, in, the, in that bio that you you did very well, Kat, at trying to pronounce the youngest ones. The, the, I tried. The youngest one. My husband named her. I named the first two. And then my husband named this one after uh, Leo Tolstoy's wife, mm-hmm. who was Duchess Sophia Alexandrovich. You know, mm-hmm. um, Those are serious names. Those are right. serious names. She's a hellion. I, 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 <laughs> I read that She's- and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I know like, they're written oh. down. I'm like, oh no. No. Um, but so so he would come in and he would like every single one that we had, he would come in and like kind of acclimate them. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of like, you know, this this is her. This is who you're supposed to be with now. Um, and so they like kind of took he took that on, which was not him at all, but um, you know, like I mean, he was just, he was mine and I truly lost uh, a part of my soul. Um, and yeah. So like one of the very first readings I ever had done on myself, um, uh, it was actually, it was actually read to the little girl sitting in front of me, hmm. but it was, it was mine. Oh. And they were like, we see this Panther draped over your shoulders and, um, I, and he was, cause he was huge and he was all black. And I always called, him, I was like, oh, you're my little Panther. And he, cause, mm-hmm. and he would do that. And, he, and it's exactly how he would sit and be very protective. And so I'm back behind this 
like 12 year old girl. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm just like bawling. And I'm just like, yeah, that, that was, that was mine. That, Mm -hmm. that was for me. So, cause she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, sorry. Oh man. Yeah. And it's her fault. I have two cats now. Oh, Chris's fault. Mm-hmm. Not the because Betsy was her husband's grandmother's cat. Yes. Okay. Yep. And yep. then they found Clover. Just I think just walked up to Ryan one day. Uh, Clover and- was like, we have a couple of neighborhood cats around, um, and like the cat neighborhood cat whisperer is across the street from us, and he like <laughs> helps. You know, yeah, like he's got huts for them and protection. Oh, from nice. And, and yeah, and so. Um, she, she was, she's been around for like two years or whatever. And, um, she was, you know, she was an alpha and then some other nasty cat came in and kicked her out like all together. Uh, um, and yeah. And so she was just out in the mountain. So sweet. So incredibly sweet. She's sassy. She, well, yeah, but um, so I named her Clover because, you know, she looks like she's got a little white clover on her face. And Aww. yeah, so I was like, Jen, um, I really hate to, to do this, but do you want to see photos of this cat? She's like, nope. no. <laughs> but the minute she told me about her, I'm like, God damn it. That's my cat now. No, <laughs> yeah. really it was, though. it was. That is yeah. sweet. That's really nice. So see, so. everything happens. I mean, everything comes back around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, on, on that, that note, note yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, uh, yeah. This is a great place. Thank you for joining us tonight, oh, Chris. Thanks. We'll have to have, have you, you on, on again. Oh, I, I think we all need adventures. I think we we all need to go to Camp Chesterfield. I mean, do you have to be sensitive to go there? No, 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 not okay, at all. I'll be when you leave. <laughs> yeah you will be um mm-hmm. and i i like i am a very big proponent and they are too like and it's an immersion you know experience and and um they've got like all the you know like they've got a hindu garden they've got a christian garden they've got the um you know they've got like the egyptian monoliths they they are very good at being very inclusive to a whole bunch Um, and so you kind they're just kind of, and there's paths through the woods and, you know, they've got multiple different chapels and different things like that. So they're just like, please come, please come, you know, all are welcome. And so, yeah, we'll have to like, look at, you know, their website, see if there's any dates or events that you guys might be interested or time. Oh, definitely. We should do a weekend there or something. Absolutely. Yeah. And then Crown Hill, of course. Yes. Yes. Oh Oh, my, that will be a, (laughs) that will be a spiritual party. That's yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. Your Sam's going to be working your overtime. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Sam is just like, do must we? <laughs> yes, we must. Sam. Must we? Yes, we must. That. All right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would be really interested to learn more about, you know, how one sees these, you know, guides and that sort of thing. Meditation you know. helps. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Just relaxing yeah. yourself. At the end of the day, that could be taken several different ways. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. And it, any of those ways are a way to relax and they be are. open. It I is. don't know. I don't know. My husband always says I have, instead of having an angel and devil on the shoulder, he says I have two devils that egg each other on. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jen. It's also Jen. Yeah, he's like, what's going? Do it. Yeah, let's do it. 
Yes. How bad can we do it? You have very know, enabling spirit guides. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I have no restraint. The, the, the poor doctor <laughs> in the back is just like, I give uh, up. So I know, tired. I know. Because Troy always gets concerned whenever I start talking about something. He's like, whenever you start talking about something, you do it. What do you, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> yep. Uh, All right. I just have no restraint. No. So. Okay. <laughs> well, wonderful. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we'll have you definitely pleasure. on again, and maybe it would be like a remote thing where we could go. I mean, that would be great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's take us out of here, Kat. I'm gonna. All right. So, on and uh, thanks so much for coming, and you know. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this wonderful mystical episode of the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities Presents, the Hometown Haunts podcast. I am your host, Kat Cloco, and of course, you can catch up to all of our mystical little adventures at Sin Cabinet Curio on Twitter, at Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram, and also share your hometown haunts, creepy, creepy cryptids, or other weird history tales from your hometown, and send them to hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com, and also join our Facebook group, hometown haunts as for me and everyone else on our crew stay spooky 